Hello, children of God. Welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. I'm so excited to just do another short video with everyone and just catch up some more. We've gotten such a great response on the videos that we have been posting. I'm finally getting to others emails so i apologize it has taken some time i will be doing a video a little catch-up video i just want to make sure that when i do the catching up video i have all my ducks in a row because i know we didn't end the season like we traditionally do and <laughs> there has been so much that has happened i think it's since like mid-april and it's just been kind of funny the kind of funny where you like laugh to keep from crying <laughs> but anyhow um we have uploaded a couple of videos and i'm glad we got good responses on it i will per request be doing another video kind of explaining um the uh godly femininity that I feel is going on right now and some others wanted some contrast on that with about um, how uh, about the Holy Spirit um, aka the Astros which we rebuke in Hashem's glorious name and how those play together and it has been um, just extra working and it's gonna get even more heightened especially I believe towards the coming end of the year leading into next year and how there's always a balance if we've talked about this a bit on the Bible study so um, I'm gonna do my best to kind of re uh, repost some of the clips like I do on YouTube and share those on Instagram and Facebook so keep a lookout for those and I'm again I'm finally getting to my emails and messages so I'll be emailing others and I guess doing more videos on those things. So I want to thank everyone for being patient and being so kind and emailing me and messaging me. And I do apologize for the ones I couldn't get back to straight away, but I will be doing so now until I'm all caught up. <laughs> all right. So very soon we're going to begin kind of like 5.5. Um, season of the Bible study. I don't feel we ended the Bible study this past season off on a completion. So I'm going to name this part of the Bible study 5.5 or five and a half, whichever rolls off the tongue more smoothly. And we're going to continue with uh, Devarim uh, Deuteronomy chapter 20. I've already posted the blog and I will be editing the video shortly for upload within the next couple of days. So I hope others will go and check that out. That is on our website, mariespeaksgodsgrace.live. And I will be uploading that. Um, just a disclosure, I've been having some issues with the whole podcasting situation. I used to do the podcast straight from the blog. And it would have, you know, that little computer stuff voice doing it, which was really nice and really easy. But I guess because... Um, Twitter situation happened and I don't even know how all those things work out together and uh, Anchor got bought out by Spotify or something like that and now they're all just like you know 
I don't know. They're just being silly. So that affects us with the podcast. But I would like to try to figure something out because I did enjoy uploading little clips and doing the little blog posts and not always having uh, to speak. <laughs> so that was nice. All right. So in this video, I want to go over what I believe um, we've spoken about before on the Bible study, but I really believe this is the case. I believe that it is Jesus, cursed be all that, is the true Antichrist. Now, this concept comes from putting multiple Christian theories together and having it because in my opinion from what i am observing it reflects greatly what is going on in these times All right so first things first obviously we know that jesus is wasn't even his real name it was yeshua which doesn't translate to jesus it's supposed to be joshua or yehoshua right and so we know that they didn't call him Emmanuel. We know all these things. So I'm not going to go over that because I believe there are others who have spoken about this. So I am going to take a completely, I believe, different route um, to this look. All right. So oftentimes when people are evil and they are lying and they are deceiving, they will play a victim. And I believe that the reason that they do the whole manipulation, playing on one's emotions in Christianity, is to make Jesus seem like the victim so people will come to his defense. The evil people out there, those workers of iniquity, those who believe in supporting the devil, cursed be all that, and Astro Rose, cursed be all that, and um, Belt Bazaar, and all that stuff. You know, we rebuke that all in Hashem's glorious name. They know that most of us have good in us still. And we are, we have been, and we will always be first created in the holy, beautiful image of our Father. Amen. Christianity teaches that man is inherently evil. And that is completely not true. Someone has to be taught evil. Someone has to be shown evil. Someone has to be led into evil. And then that evil has to be allowed um, to fester. Traumas have to ensue to keep that evil going and evil manifesting and uh, multiplying in an individual. So this is why, how do we know this? All right, let's go back to Torah and Tanakh, okay? There is uh jewish terminology where it says that the fallen angels and this is in the book of enoch which most jewish uh scholars of course do not subscribe to but i'm gonna go there in enoch chapter six okay the fallen angels the angels who chose to leave their first habitat whatever the case may be the ones who rebelled against hashem on one of the times that they were cast out of heaven i believe it was three times this is one of the times i believe this was the final last draw when they went and they started violating the daughters of man okay using their position and power and authority with their beautiful songs and their beautiful alluring uh gorgeousness in their makeup and in their sparklingness okay 
to lure these women, uh, daughters of men, and they violated them, okay? Luring someone under false pretenses, and this goes back to the book of Leviticus, and then sexual uh, relations happen, it is considered uh, sexual assault based off of Torah, okay? So those angels, those men of renown, those men of the uh, assembly, whatever they want to call them, were the ones who violated the daughters of men. This is something they were not supposed to do, okay? They were spirit. We're only supposed to be in fruitful and multiply with our own kind, okay? If you don't want to believe the angels were being fruitful and multiplying, fine. I don't see how they were going into daughters and men without the equipment to do so. But you know what? That's another topic from another time, I'm sure. Some say that they overtook others' uh, humans' bodies. And then they went into the daughters of men. Some say that uh, humans used to be at a higher spiritual level. Uh, something like the angels. And that's why they were the same height. You know, 200 feet tall. Who knows? And that's why, you know, all the equipment worked together. But the point is, the angels somehow had that equipment to make things happen. You know? Okay. So, and obviously, Merciful Hashem, he was against this. This was... From what I can tell from reading the books, the last violation before they were just cast out and, you know, Merciful Hashem was going to deal with them. All right. So then the flood happens. Okay. So when the fallen angels um, started ruling on the earth, they started teaching the humans inappropriate things, things that they were not supposed to know, evils and darkness that merciful Hashem never intended them to know because we, we were never intended to know what evil was even in the Torah it says do not teach your children evil do not show them evil instead focus on Torah and it will keep them on the straight and narrow path we read further in the book of Deuteronomy actually we're going to go over this very soon in the Bible study well, merciful Hashem says, you know, when I go, when I send you into the land that I am given to you, the land that I promised to your fathers, don't do as the heathen do. Don't learn their ways. Don't even show interest in how they serve their fake, phony, and demonic. Cursed be all that gods. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Now we see a manipulation starting to happen. Okay, evil ones. When they um, want to gain an advantage, they use witchcraft and sorcery. This is manipulation. Anything that takes away someone's free will with full disclosure and knowledge, because that's what a contract and a covenant is. And this is why Merciful Hashem, he says, when someone enters to a contract, both parties have to fully know and agree to their terms. We talked about this in the Bible study. And then the contract has to be witnessed, written down, transcribed and archived for later references by two three or more people okay this is why there was a whole system to that so because the angels were going around the fallen angels excuse me merciful father these ones who rebelled against Hashem and were violating uh, the humans daughters of man um, and animals and fruits and trees you know they were just doing the evil most um 
they were using manipulation which is a form of witchcraft they were using over empowerment which is a form of witchcraft they were not giving them their free will they were attempting to take away the free will which merciful hashem gives us amen all right number three they would use this manipulation and play the victim and we see that going on today i was in prayer and i i watch the news often and you know i watch the news and i pray for the events going on you know i'm like oh merciful hashem heal us merciful hashem watch over us merciful hashem bring justice you know when i watch the news i watch the news obviously to be informed but also to pray um against uh the things that are going on in this world and to pray for peace for others and reconciliation and for regrouping of the family and strengthening of our spirits and our souls and and for for protection you know things like this right i believe the most beautiful thing we can do is obviously pray for ourselves and our family but pray for people who will not even know that we've been praying for them people in other lands in other cultures in my opinion this is what merciful hashem intended for us to do when he says to love each other right and he says that you know you be kind to the stranger be um hospitality give them water give them bread make sure they have clothing take care of your slave and your workers and you know your beast in the field and and the plants and the animals this is what i believe we're supposed to do and because merciful hashem says to take care of them i believe part of taking that it begins obviously in the spiritual realm and then it comes out to the physical realm this is my belief you know take it for what it's worth anyhow I was watching one of these news broadcasts and I see these evil individuals just playing the victim. Well, I'm playing the harlot too, you know. And um, they're doing all these vulgar and lewd and demonic things in front of children, in front of these innocent, beautiful little gifts that Hashem has given us for just a little while, right? On loan, because they belong to merciful Hashem. Anyhow, they're doing all these vulgarities, these brainwashing, which is a form of witchcraft, you know. So when individuals do vulgarities, it's a form of witchcraft because it's the eyes are the windows to the soul. We talked about this, right? In your ears, right? What we receive in goes down to in us to down to the secular level. And these witchcraft and these warlocks, they know this that's why perverse dancing is a form of witchcraft um it's what they were doing around dancing around the golden calf and then that gave way to obviously um sexual um perversities that were being performed with multiple partners and even bestialities and pedophilias what's going on there okay um, the Canaanite tribes, this is something they practice because a lot of pedophilias and uh, bestialities and uh, forced sexual acts, you know, rapes and sodomies. Because when those things happen, it causes splits in a person's souls and spirits. And through trauma, they use the witchcraft and the sorceries to bruise someone's spirit and bruise their mind and bruise their will. This is what they do, okay? So you have someone being, God forbid, attacked physically, 
with the abuses and the traumas that are meant to inflict pain and then it allows god forbid evil demonic spirits to go in and enter that person and um attempt to take possession when a trauma happens um a uh, individual is is presented they may not see it they may not feel it but this happens in the spiritual realm with a good angel and an evil angel okay and they have a choice at that time to go with the good angel or the bad angel okay we see this in the gospels right we see this um and I'm using the Christian terms right there so others will understand because Jesus is the Antichrist. Okay, we see this in the Gospels that many of the times when something would happen, there would be a good angel and a bad angel. All right. And we see this that, you know, they they had to wait several days and because, you know, they were fighting with the principalities in the air and this and that. Right. Okay. You also see this in Tanakh and Torah, you know um that the angels they come and they visit abraham have has anyone else noticed that you don't see demonics come and presenting themselves to the hebrews and the jews in the torah and tanakh see i was praying and i was talking to merciful hashem and this leads into about what we are open to and this is why someone chooses a evil angel or a good angel okay it's what we are open to. It's what frequencies we are on. It's what familiar spirits that we are used to. Okay, someone can be used to good, pureness, and wholeness. So when the beautiful angels, the holy angels of Hashem present themselves to us, we automatically gravitate towards Hashem and Torah and Tanakh and good angels. Amen. When someone has been taught perversities and witchcraft and sorcery, and that's what they are used to, that's what they sadly are familiar with, they will gravitate towards that. It's like uh, someone returning to an abusive relationship, for example, or returning to a negative addiction or obsessive compulsive or uh, uh, manic, manic episodes, okay? Uh, you, this is what giving into fear, uh, paranoia, irrationalism, uh, aggressiveness. This is all that, okay? So when someone is presented these um, through a trauma, there are two angels that are presented, okay? In Judaism, we don't see demonics coming and attacking the Jews or the Hebrews. But a lot of the Christian religions, this is what happens to them, right? You'll hear Christians talk about demonics attacking them, uh, evil spirits attacking them, them seeing demons, cursed be all that, them seeing um, apparitions and all this stuff. Has anyone ever took a step back and say, why is this happening to the Christians and all the other religions, but not to the Jews and the Hebrews? Think about this. Okay, it's about frequencies and what we are open to or not open to, okay? There are a lot of individuals who are Jews by their ancestry and their religious practice, but you don't see them being attacked by evil demonics. You don't see this. They might, God forbid, have other troubles, the, the troubles that come with consequences to their actions and maybe grievances or troubles that happened in their past life that their souls need to make atonement for. That happens, okay? That is corrections from Hashem and their soul getting right and making atonement with our merciful Father who is in heaven. 
but because Christianity and all the Hinduisms and all the Astarisms and all the other Canaanite religions because that's what they're all are they're all of the devil and the fallen angels you know you don't want to believe all that stuff fine but this is what that frequency is of and this is why the evil demonic spirits have the spiritual legal right to attack them because they are praying in someone else's name. They are worshiping other gods and they are doing abominable practice that Torah says not to do. This is what merciful Hashem revealed to me. So I'm asking our father in heaven. I ask questions, okay? And I'm noticing some things. How is it that christians or those who believe in christianity and every other religion they're the ones who see ghosts you know cursed be all that they're the ones who get it's because that's what they are open up to when they're praying in someone else's name and this led me to more prayer and researching and talking to our father in heaven now those of us who are returning to judaism and returning to torah and returning to tanakh you know, not the Messianics because they're still Christians. Stop, stop, don't go there. So those who know that Jesus, the Yeshua this, the Yeshua that, whatever, who cares, right? He's not the Mashiach. He's not. Stop. All right. Has anyone else noticed when someone is free of that and they cast it away, how much true peace they have? It, you know, the cleansing process takes time because you have to re-cleanse all the way down to the cellular level. Some people take seven years to be cleansed and you have a whole new body. And that's scientific, okay? No, I'm not a, a healthcare provider or a doctor, but you can look up Dr. Google and you can see this. Your whole body is renewed after seven years down to the cells. Your lungs, after quitting of smoking, um, are said to be renewed after five years two years if you engage in like uh running and and go to the alps or something and breathe <laughs> fresh air you know what i mean you can if you engage in um oxygen therapy and in high oxygen water levels and you know stuff like that you can cleanse your whole body you can do it faster than seven years in vitamins and herbs and organics and you know um teas and not the witchcraft stuff but the good stuff which merciful hashem originally intended you can have a renewed body in like two and a half years that's why when people come to hashem and to torah they literally look different versus someone who is in paganism who is in witchcraft who is in sorcery their skin has a grayish greenish uh color um that some of them downright look like scales and it's because they are taking on what they are um tied to christians would call this soul ties it's the serpent dna when we put a label on ourselves god forbid and it's a negative one it goes down to the belly and that's where it will go through your whole system god forbid so that's why we shouldn't engage in negative talk and negative think this is why we say that the meditations of my heart you know resemble something of that merciful hashem would approve of okay merciful hashem is not going to approve of us being fixated on something that is not him and not Torah, because he wants us healthy preserved and well put together 
right all right so we went over the manipulations the splits in the souls and how these things happen how the good and the bad angels uh present them to self to us and how trauma is used okay another thing we need to look at is how do people um awaken or turn away from this when someone is it's okay to have emotions it is not okay to be emotional it is definitely not okay to be irrational when we have emotions we can feel empathy we can sense that someone needs help we can sympathize with them we can assist someone in their hour of need or rejoice in their joy and we aren't jealous and and um having a you know uh evil feelings out of seeing someone be successful okay this is emotions it's good to have emotions love you know sometimes it's good to be sad Sometimes it's good to be, you know, righteous anger. Those things are good. Emotions are not negative, okay? Nowadays, a lot of individuals want to give someone a pill for having an emotion or or going through a bad season in life and not letting their soul be healed and be cleansed. We need to have these experiences, negative and positive, to have our soul cleansed when we deny our soul and our body the process our body the process of being used so our soul can be healed we are not fulfilling part of our destiny while we are here on earth this is why you know i'm not a healthcare professional and i'm not a lawyer or doctor or a financial advisor i'm not any of those things this is spiritual teaching when we numb the pain with alcohol you see what i'm saying numbing the pain with uh being promiscuous numbing the pain of loneliness with just being around anyone even when they're not good for us you see some of our duties this lifetime is yes you're going to go through a season of loneliness will you lean on hashem will you remember him in his torah like david amelak said you know i did not turn away from your commandments my lord even though they were chasing me even though they were after me even though they were trying to even though my own children were trying to come against me i did not harm your anointed one i stayed right with you hashem i did my best you see what i'm saying this is why it's very important to read torah and tanakh every single day i know they say at least three times a week okay but with all the technologies in the world i think you know it's capable of happening even five minutes it renews our soul just like the tehillim says the you know the uh psalms say all right so i want to encourage individuals don't go to numbing your soul and it's not just about drugs and alcohol it's also about spending copious uh hours watching tv not letting yourself be bored you know sometimes it's good to be bored because that's when hashem uh will will speak to us just like in our sleeping time and guide us to doing something like maybe you know maybe merciful hashem wants you to learn to play the guitar maybe he wants you to learn to play the piano maybe he wants you to go and clean your yard that's why he gave you that extra free time because you know you've been trying to get that yard right you say you got these goals but you just don't give yourself enough time to do it maybe merciful hashem just wants you to sit in peace and quiet and silence with him that could be the case too 
you know, ask him. He's our father. He'll guide us. Okay. So let's go to the other side, okay? What the evil ones want is chaos, disorder, um, for us to be irrational, for us to be overreacting, um, paranoia, everyone's our enemy. I have, you know, extreme. Everything is extreme. There is no balance with the evil ones. And that is another form of witchcraft and haste. This is nothing different than what was done in the days when we were in Egypt and that evil peril was trying to harm us and, and uh, afflicting the, the men, you know, with working on all the temples and keeping them so busy. And then, you know what? Fine. You know, Moshe Avenu, you want to come and you want to say, thus says the Lord, let my people go so that they may worship me so that they will have time to observe me and my commandments and my laws and my feasts that I have given them. You know what? We're not going to give you food anymore. We're not going to give you straw. Go get your own freaking straw. You see what I mean? And then on top of that, we're going to double your le uh, your labor. You see? This is what the evil ones do. They want God's people stressed, oppressed, ill, um, unhealthy. You know, someone can be unhealthy and be in their quote-unquote weight. And someone could be unhealthy and be far overweight. You see what I'm saying? This is what the evil ones want. They want everything to the extreme where nothing is balanced. Okay, so we went over that. So now we're going to get into the Christianity factor and why I believe Jesus is the Antichrist. All right, so let me click on, um, what am I looking at here? I'm going to look up um, 116, oh, wow, here's a good one, 200 Bible verses, um, Oh, that sparks hope. No. Here we go. 116 Bible verses about Jesus. Okay. So what does Torah say? We're never supposed to pray in anyone else's name but Hashem. Because merciful Hashem says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Why? To be your God. You shall have no other gods before my face. If we are made, which we are, in the image, women from the rib, of God, guess whose face you're wearing? Ah, yes. This is why it makes no sense to be racist or hate other people. Stop. This is why it makes no sense to make fun of the way someone looked. Merciful Hashem designed that person. So those who like to poke fun at the way people look, who like to mock people, um, and beat people down for whatever reason because they don't look something like us, you're, in effect, blaspheming and mocking God. Think about that. Because that's God's face. He put on them. He created them. I'm just going to put that out there. So when Merciful Hashem says, don't have any gods before my face. And then you, uh, God forbid, pick up a Bible. And you, God forbid, read the supposed, quote unquote, New Testament. You're putting a, a totem a totem, a chalice of another God before God's face. When someone picks up a cross, they're putting a token, a chalice, a ashtar, folded out cube, cube before God's face. When someone reads 
uh, those those fake prayers of whatever prayer book that is not the Torah and not the Tanakh and not the Tehillims and not the Proverbs and this, they're putting something of a fake God before Hashem's face. Ooh, that's deep, right? But you'll see something contradictory about little fake baby Jesus where it says in John chapter 14 verse 6, and Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No, you're not. No one comes through me except to the Father. And you know what? What did merciful Hashem say? Come to me, all you, right? Come to me. Cry out to me. When you seek me, humble yourself. Search for me. I will be with you when you cry out for me. Does not Hashem say this? Obviously, I'm paraphrasing some, um, some Psalms. But this is what Hashem says. We are not supposed to be crying out to any other man. No one. And I'm not saying, you know, God forbid you trip and you're falling. You ask someone to help you stand up. That's not the same thing, okay? Because someone will get into, you know, the nitty gritty. Oh, we're not supposed to ask anyone for help. No, we're going to be mature adults about this, okay? He cannot be the true, uh, the way in life because he can't create life. He's not our merciful father. Our father in heaven. The great I am is the ruler and creator of life and death. All right. So in John chapter 1, it says, um, verse 29, that behold, um, the next day they saw Jesus coming to him. And uh, this is he's coming to John the Baptist um, in the waters. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's not possible. It's not possible. We know that the lamb really is the goat. The goat represents Melech. Cursed be all that. All right. And they're going to say, well, you know, Abraham took his child up and they're going to do the Abidak. And they were up there on the mountain. Yes. Merciful Hashem commanded Abraham of Anu to take the promised child, right? The precious one up on the mountain for a supposed human sacrifice. He did. Absolutely. That is true. But what did he say? Right before it was about to happen, an angel of the Lord appeared and said, Abraham, hallelujah, Abraham, Abraham, do not lay a hand on the land on the lad for now I know that you truly fear the living God. I will make a great nation out of you. And then there was, you know, what was caught in the thicket, not a lamb, not a goat, but a ram. Hallelujah. You see what I mean? But they'll pervert it, the other things will twist it. It was a ram, it wasn't a lamb. All right. A she lamb was used for atonement of sins the lowest sin offering that there was accidental sins at the synagogue okay not a male lamb a she lamb you know why a she lamb was used children of god i'll tell you why ashtar (laughs) ashtar until the early 1800s or late 1700s when Jesus was painted on a cross um, in these little photos and these uh, lifts and um, foil paintings, you know, all that stuff. 
they would do it as a hermaphrodite and this was i'm not kidding it's a hermaphrodite i'm not being vulgar i'm not being vulgar they would put it as a hermaphrodite in catholic institutions because that's who they were uh, representing astaroth astrodite venus baphomet system transgenderism okay now i'm going to make a disclosure because we have to be honest do i believe there was a yeshua ben joseph apparently a yeshua uh ben mary actually right who actually existed of course there were lots of yeshuas who lived and jews named yeshua could there have been one who did great deeds and maybe got in some trouble and you know upset a cup couple of the rabbis and this and that absolutely but guess what guess what children of god we talked about this before no pharisee no levite no prophet no sadducee none of them wanted a bloody court in fact the death penalty was reserved for those who were elite elite meaning the high-ranking officials in judaism they weren't just going around stoning just random people in fact i don't even think the woman of the, the, with the story of jesus and they said that she was caught in adultery i don't even think that story really happened because you know when a case of adultery happens right in the book of numbers what does it say to do to go get her and go get the husband and the person they commit adultery with, right? They go to the synagogue after an investigation is done and the witnesses are brought forth. And then the husband makes this concoction with some ashes and stuff like that. And, and she has to drink it. And if her belly swells and her bowel falls out, all this stuff, you know, obviously she's guilty. But if it doesn't happen, she was innocent. And after that, they have the right or choice um, most of them did to recommit themselves to hashem and holiness and possibly take the nazarite vow that is numbers chapter six amen all right and then if someone was into adultery and you know they didn't have any remorse and, and here it is her belly is swelling and then the man caught in adultery the, the, he was stoned and she was stoned okay that sounds completely different than one woman being drugged out by a bunch of Pharisees in the middle of a courtyard because merciful Hashem tells us you do not ashamed someone. You do not publicly embarrass them. It is equivalent to committing murder. So what those supposedly happened, which I don't believe it happened, that those supposedly the Pharisees drug a woman out in broad daylight in front of a courtyard calling her every other name but her real name do you see what i mean i don't believe that ever happened i really don't especially after i read the book of the laws and and about uh about the manner of divorce and if someone's caught in adultery and if she doesn't cry out if, you know and then goes into rape and all this stuff everything of what is said happened in the quote-unquote new testament would greatly contradict the orders and procedures of what happened in torah and the torah law was still going on in the supposed time of jesus do you see what i mean you see why it wouldn't have happened i'm just putting it out there now do i believe that he existed yes sure why not there's a lot of jesus running around still today right but i 
I remember when I was young, one of my uncles saying how the Bible wasn't true, how it was fake, and that they made it up, and that a bunch of the Catholic Church came together and they rewrote what was done and then they put Jesus as God. I remember my uncle saying this and it was hilarious because he was so passionate about it and now I'm a young kid, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay, uncle, <laughs> you know. And now that I'm older, oh, merciful Hashem, help me. I wish I had paid attention. I wish, I wish, I wish, you know. Oh, such a good man. Anyhow, he tried, right? I think what my uncle was telling me was about the Council of Nicaea. About the 325 Rome Convention where all the little wisdom ones came together, right? By the order of Constantine. And they, they changed the Passover to Easter, Astar Day. You see what I mean? I believe that's when things were said in, in, um, they changed whatever Jesus, they made it up the name. And I believe this is when they changed it to put him up as God and they added in all the paganism and the Hellenism. And that's what I believe happened because I, I don't see, I hear all the time. Oh, well the new Testament quote unquote was written in 70 AD. And that it was among um, the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I was like, that's kind of funny because I've read a couple of the Dead Sea Scrolls and I don't see anything about any New Testament in it. I got several different versions of the book. I got printings from the early 18s, um, 19s. And, and you know, I don't see any of these. It was, you know, 1942, 1950s. I got different authors and different translations. And there ain't no quote unquote New Testament. And I know there's someone running around today saying, oh no, it's the same, we've carbon, carbon dating it, we found it, it was 84 AD. Oh, okay. So now it's 50 years after his death. And if he was resurrected, good. My God has resurrection power. In fact, it may be soon again, you know, soon in these days when the true Mashiach comes, right? But we still don't worship a man as God. It's no different than any other form of ideology calling someone god that isn't god is ideology and god said what did he say you shall have no other gods before my face amen now we're going to go to titus chapter 2 verse 13 and this one isn't normally talked about but it says looking for the blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior. You hear this? Christ Jesus. No, 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 no. No. Cursed be all that. That is straight of the devil. Okay. Merciful Hashem. What did he say? I am the Lord your God. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Why? To be your God. Go out. Have courage. I will fight for you. I am your savior. This is what Hashem says. So when someone, by the time the book of Titus comes around, all the manipulation has been happening, right? You got Mark, Paul, Luther, me, all of them, right? They prey on our vulnerability 
on our goodness of our heart. Oh my goodness, this poor victim, he was afflicted, he was bruised. We're not supposed to have a blemished lamb, but okay. He, a female lamb, right? But in, in all these things, we have to feel sorry for them. You know what that is? Manipulation. We talked about this earlier. And a manipulation is a form of sorcery. It is a form of witchcraft. And who practices sorcery and witchcraft? The Amaleks, the Canaanites, and those who worship fallen angels and principalities. You see what I'm saying? Now it all comes together, right? Marie, so why would they... If it's not true, why would they die for him? This is another thing. Why? I used to be like, oh, they died for him because they believed so much. Let me ask you a question. Can we look up the news today and see people dying senselessly? Come on now. By their own hand, by someone else's hand, God forbid, recklessly. But may I remind others of Heaven's Gate? You know, may I remind others of, um, what's that crazy guy who had that swastika on his head? Oh my gosh, that guy was so disgusting. You see what I mean? He was a CIA operative, but you know, okay. He was trans too, by the way. Um, you see what I mean? That poor Waco incident. A lot of people died in that too. You, there's been cases throughout time where a lot of people died for a lot of people. Look at... Um, nasty, disgusting beast Hitler. How many people died for him and carried out evils for him? You see? When individuals are open to following evil, they'll do evil things and they'll support evil. They'll give their life for evil. I was listening to a lecture um, on YouTube a while ago. And I'll make a whole different video talking about him. But it was by the rabbi, um, Rabbi Tovia Singer. If you don't know who he is, look him up. But I'm warning you right now, if you are stuck on stupid, and I mean that in a loving way, like you just don't want to give up fake little baby Jesus. You know, you you are determined to remain in dumbness. You are determined to remain blind. Don't watch him. Don't go there because once your sin is revealed to you and you continue to live in that sin, all oh, the punishment is so much greater. You see? So don't go there. But I'm going to do a whole different video on that whole thing. But basically, he, he made a great point. And I was like, you know what? That makes a point. That... The ideas that we have how those supposed apostles of Jesus died, it's all Catholic doctrine. I was like, it is Catholic doctrine. Which is Roman Catholicism. Wait for it. Who hung sweet little baby Jesus on the cross? The Romans. Guess how the Romans crucified those who didn't want to convert to Catholicism during the spanish inquisition guess what they placed our ancestors on the cross do you see where this is going if you look at uh in other middle eastern countries where they were persecuting jews they, what were they doing they were throwing them into the lion's den 
But what do you mean, Marie? You know, the Greek games, the Roman games, the amphitheaters. It was the Christians being thrown in there. They have manipulated our history. They gave what was glorious in Torah and glorious in Tanakh. And they applied it. I believe at Rome 325. To the fake Jesus. Because they, now they made him up and they manipulated them. Him. I honestly, I feel sorry for whoever the real Yeshua or the real you. Jesus was I what I think they did is they took a man and they altered his life and and just plagiarized things and put falsities in there that's what I think happened honestly the more and more I read I was watching you know and I'm listening and I'm like you know what Rabbi Tobia Singer, he said this thing, and you know, now I'm thinking. He said <clears throat> how Paul died isn't documented. It's never, everything is like the Catholic things, right? So I start looking more and more and more. In all the countries, for those who wouldn't convert to Catholicism, they killed them and tortured them in the same way that they did during the time of their Jesus. Do you see this? And my mind, I was just like, oh, merciful Hashem, now I see it. And they're doing the same thing today. They're playing the victim. Because I don't believe anyone, for the record, come on. No one deserves to be hurt. No one deserves to be harmed. No one deserves to be injured. No one deserves to have anything done to them. We should all be able to live our life in peace and love the way merciful Hashem intended right so what I believe they do is they 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 put Christianity the uh, institution of Christianity as the victim so the slaves that are under Christianity and under the witchcraft and sorcery of Christianity now have to fight to defend their afflictor in pain. Do you see how sick and twisted this is? When someone insults or abuses a Christian, now this is a human being. This is our next door neighbor, someone we see in the grocery store, this and that. No one ever deserves to be physically harmed or verbally abused. Absolutely not. I'm talking about the Christianity system. These demonics made it so they are playing the victim and having their slaves, because that's what it is, they're having their slaves defend their abusers. And then you see them in these uh, music videos and at the Met Gala and all this stuff, right? What are they wearing? Crosses and stuff. And the Christians think, oh, they're mocking Jesus. They're mocking the cross. No, they're showing you who your God is. That's why they're doing all these perversities about the Last Supper and making all these trannies and all these things in the photos. They're showing you the truth. But because you're so used to defending idolatry, you're so used to defending paganism, you're so used to defending your abuser, you don't see. You're defending Malak, Baphomet, Ashtar, 
Tomas, all the fallen angels and workers of iniquity, cursed be all that. Do you see, children of God? This is what merciful Hashem revealed to me. And I was just like, oh my, my, my God. My God in heaven, how have we been so blind? It's sad when you think about it. We're not supposed to have graven images of anything on the land, on the air, in the sea, in the waters, and of any human being. We're not supposed to work with these of our hands to make these images. It creates, wait for it, astros pulse, astros pulse. Starbucks symbols, marine demonic kingdom, huh? The city of water. You see what I'm saying? The little mermaid, huh? Avatar. You see? I was sitting the other day and I was praying. I'm always sitting and thinking with Hashem. When someone's like, man, you sit a lot and think, yeah, you know. I could walk and think too, but then it gets dangerous. <laughs> Anyhow, I saw this uh, that Avatar commercial or thing about um, the way of water, something like that. And then I felt like Merciful Hashem brought to um, my memory of other movies that had to deal with water and the lack of water but there's really no water lacking in fact many of the aquifers have been rebuilt you know or ref re uh, refilled especially in the last couple of years i know everyone's like no 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 weather.com or whatever government government agency.com says there's a severe drought no 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 it contradicts what you'll see if you go look at the national park and recreation and all that stuff about the aquifers. They contradict each other. Who are you going to believe? You know, you can always go ask Hashem, obviously. He'll tell you the truth. And then that led me to thinking about mikvahs, right? You know, uh, the ritual spiritual baths. Then that led me thinking to about baptisms. Then that led me thinking about how so many of the Christianity religions, you know, do you sprinkle? Do you dunk all the way? Is it in a pool? Is it in a hot tub? Is it, you know what I mean? But merciful Hashem says there's only one way. When anything contradicts Torah and contradicts what merciful Hashem said, it can't be the way we're supposed to go. And it's not about being fuddy-duddy and being old school. It's about staying true to what merciful Hashem said. He said, I am the Lord your God. If you hearken unto my voice, whose voice? My voice, meaning the voice of Hashem, blessed be his name. Then all these blessings will before you. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 through 15 or 16, I believe. They're all good. Good blessings, wonderful blessings. But if we don't hearken unto these voice, uh, his voice, hallelujah, all the curses, God forbid, will before you. And curses have 
several different meanings. Curses are basically consequences to one's actions, reprimands, uh, instruments of correcting. You see? That Hashem uses to try to bring us back to Him. But if on a daily, if at the time we're supposed to have our biblical feasts, one is engaging in witchcraft and sorcery of the Christmases and the Ashtarisms and um, the Lenten this and, and the Pentecost. You see what I'm saying? I used to think that witches and warlocks and sorcerers meet at the same time as Christians to contradict what... Um, goodwill and stuff and in prayers that the christians were doing and it was um it was them who were fighting against each other but now i see that merciful hashem is showing us that it's them working together unknowingly to the christians <gasps> i know i know it's shocking and all of those fake religions with their Ramadans, this and and their dancing, uh, uh, whatever goddess of destruction, that you know, with the Hinduisms and the and the golden things and all this stuff. You see what I mean? And this is what has them open to demonic possessions at that time, because they're all. It seems like they're fighting against each other, but they're actually working with each other and praying to the same demonic gods just in different names different tongues and different languages the holy spirit what acts chapter two. Oh my goodness oh my goodness yes yeah i couldn't believe it so this leads me to bible verses about the antichrist and I, you'll have to excuse me i know this video is um, a little bit long and I do apologize let me type this in Bible verses about the Antichrist all right this leads us to Bible verses about the Antichrist okay now many of us who have read you know different books of the Bible and the supposed New Testament um, we probably have heard these Bible verses over and over so I, I wanted to go over and lay the foundation before I get into these and show others how Jesus is the the Antichrist and I'm not talking about the Jew who possibly existed at that time I'm talking about what his memory was manipulated and used into by those who want to do evil we see it all the time them writing books and making all these things about all these evil people as if they are just the best thing since slice you know bread they're writing things about the bushes as if they were the best people ever they're not they're writing books about Hillary clinton and her abomination you know Sodomite living husband and herself and her and Uber Uber Dima Dima, you know, with their um, pedophilia and their child eating of the face and all. You see what I mean? Their snuff films, writing books about them as if they were Mother Teresa, her and her trafficking, human trafficking self. You see, 
they write these books about these evil people as if they were the best people on earth. Why? Because a book will last longer than they will. And this is the same thing that happened with the New Testament. And it's lasted almost 2,000 something or more than 2,000 years. Think about it, children of God. Put it. We have to put it together. Jesus is the Antichrist. So in 1 John chapter 2, verse 22, Who is the liar but one who denies that, that Jesus is Christ? This is the Antichrist, one who denies the Father and the Son. That is Bel Bazar, Bel Moloch, and Tomas. You see, nowhere in, in the Torah or in the Tanakh does God say, worship me? Oh yeah, and my son. Nowhere, nowhere in there does he say this. Even when the real Mashiach comes, the true Mashiach will fear Hashem. Just like the angels do where they say, do not bow down and worship me. No, no, no. I am just like you. I am a servant of the most high living God. We're here to do his will. You see what I mean? He's putting himself as the victim. Or, you know, Rome 325 did. They put him as the victim being like, if they deny him, it's not it's not you who's wrong. No, 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 it's them. It's them. And not only that, they're filled with evil spirits. The Antichrist spirit, right? Just like an anti-vaxxer. Just like a homophobe. Someone who doesn't want homophobe stuff in there. Someone who is anti those who like to hurt and harm and rape children. They are anti this. Do you see how that is? They're still using the anti word pre prefix, right? Oh yeah, I, I study grammar. Oh wow, watch out now. You see what I mean? They're using the anti and they still use it today. You see, it's manipulation. Judaism works off of logic, wisdom, thought, studying, and then you get emotional because you have broken down and now you realize how much you love God. The emotional happens after the wisdom has taken place. Quite opposite from Christianity and all the other pagan religions where they work on emotional first. They play on someone else's emotions because it is witchcraft, sorcery, and manipulation. First John chapter 2, verse 18, it says, The children in this last hour, if you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, now, now many Antichrists have already appeared. And this we know that this is the last hour. So everyone who doesn't believe in Christ is the anti-Christ, like an anti-vaxxer, anti-public school, anti-democracy. Uh, you see? This is how they use the manipulation. Let me, let me uh, scroll down here. The false Christ and the false prophets. Now we know out of the Torah, it says that a false prophet is someone who they may make miracles happen they may even raise the dead but if they do all those miracles and raising of the dead in addition to having you worship and pray in someone else's name that is a true antichrist and you have no cause to fear him in fact you're supposed to turn away from him reject him because he is not the true mashiach this is what torah says right all right
But in Matthew chapter 4, 24, verse 24, it says, False Christ and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. What is supposed to happen when the true Mashiach comes? Okay, when the true Mashiach comes, maybe soon in our day, and the temple gets rebuilt, maybe soon in our day, and the sacrifices start taking place again. What is supposed to happen, right? It's going to be similar to what happened at Har Mount Sinai, where the children of Hashem, the seed of Abraham, the seed of Jacob, all the tribes that merciful Hashem um, brings back together from all the four corners of the earth. However, that's going to happen. I think it's amazing. Right before my, our eyes, I personally think it's going to, we blink our eyes and we're, we're in Israel where we're supposed to be. This is what I think is going to happen, but you know, may we see it soon, right? As we go through the whole ceremony again and we're re-offered the Torah again I believe it's just going to be exactly how Mount Sinai is and we have a rededication to Hashem and re-accepting Hashem as our God right yes even us who are Jews even us who know him even us who are keeping uh, uh, mitzvahs and Torah because that's the same thing that happened at Had Sinai we're all at different levels just like they were then too okay We're all going to be there. Even the righteous converts and those who see all the miracles happening. Because the same miracles are going to take place. We are all going to be elevated to the point where we and um, the Mashiach rebukes the nations. That means the people as well as the land and the government systems. Okay. That is going to cast out all, all the um, uh, inhibitors. Inhibitors that are keeping us from observing Torah, all the um, negativities, all the an animosities that one is holding on that is keeping them from truly loving Hashem and living by Torah. We're going to be able to do signs and wonders and miracles just like they were able to do in the biblical times. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, many of us know and believe we won't be as great as Moshe Venu. Of course not. But... In those times, they were able to do miracles. We hear about Miriam. Just her presence made the waters flow. And the waters never ran out. They had plenty of drinking water as long as she was alive. Uh, all the righteous of the 12 tribes that lived in the land of Egypt, as long as they were still alive, they were holding the righteousness and the presence of merciful Hashem in the land. And that's why the nation of Israel could not be enslaved until after their death with the new Pharaoh who did not know everything that Joseph had done for the nation of Egypt. Do you see what I'm saying? So we're going to be returned back to those times. So when these things happen and the Christians and those uh, who are living pagan and heathen lives see these things happen, they're going to be like, oh no. You know, they're the false one. But I believe, because I'm a positive thinking person, I will. I, I think it will be something like this too, where a lot of individuals who had Jewish souls, who maybe they were resistant in awaking. Now when the true Mashiach comes and the temple is being rebuilt, maybe soon in our days, and then they start seeing the wonders and the miracles. I believe many of them, you know, they're going to get offered the Torah one more time. And they'll have the chance to accept Hashem again. I do believe this. And you know, I'm a hopeful person. What can I say? <laughs> you know? 
All right. So, um, I think that covers most of it. Uh, sit in the judgment of dominion. Oh yeah, they're always threatening hell. All right. So let's go to the, um, here we go. The book of, uh, Daniel. Daniel chapter 7 verse 26 and 27. But the court will sit for judgment and his dominion will be taken away, annihilated and destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty and dominion of the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions will serve and obey him. Well, who is this him? Because the only one who we're supposed to serve is the most high and only living god right most you said when i go to your people my lord they will ask well what god is it which god is your god that we're supposed to learn about now right i am who i am i will be who i will be you see i believe what was applied also to jesus of rome 325 they did the uh balaam Balaam um, system, right? Balaam was trying to curse the nation of Israel. And he ended up only speaking the truth of um, Hashem, what ha merciful Hashem would tell him to speak, right? I believe that what is applied to a lot of what the Jesus of the quote-unquote New Testament said is read out of context and it is read with manipulation. I believe sometimes when he is saying things, it's because, or what is being said, whoever put the words in his mouth or didn't put the words in his mouth, or maybe he actually said it, whatever the case may be, is it, it was a Balaam uh, puppet situation going on there where God was helping him speak the truth, but it was coming out from a false uh, covering. So that's how it was received. You see what I mean? For instance, when he says something like um, about others being healed and not harming children and how children are supposed to be taken care of and loved and this and that. Yes, I do believe it's a play on emotions, but I also believe it's what God was saying when he, because it is a Moloch system. And what do they love to do? They love to rape children. God forbid it's foul, demonic, and disgusting. They like to have them all drugged up. Now they want them castrating themselves and cutting off their breast tissues and unable to reproduce. Baphomet, right? Cursed be all that. This is what they want. So I believe it was a double speak that was going on there. I also believe the whole Sermon of the Mound was they were taking what Moshe Avenu actually did and applying it to Tammuz, which is really Jesus, which is really, I don't know, supposedly a Yeshua. Which one? We don't know. There, apparently there's a couple. But I believe that Rome 325 changed um, what actually was said and manipulated it. It's really quite sad. You know, like they write all these things about, you know, good people and make them evil. And then they write things about evil people and make them good. He probably could have been, you know, Father, I'm just providing an example. Please, merciful Hashem, shield and cover me. He probably be, could have been like, a, I don't know, a serial killer or something, God forbid. 
but they put a whole book about him making him seem good because this is what they did for Hillary Clinton right she's a disgusting serial killer and no allegedly because there's facts on that we know about Arkansas you know we know what the Bushes did we know about uh you know the military industrial complex and all these things we know about 9 and 11 we know you know they're all serial killers all of them but they're writing all these books about them to make them seem that they're good people sometimes there's evilness being presented as good jesus and but it's really evil and it is the antichrist it's the antichrist system sad all right Well, children of the Most High, Ever-Loving, Living God, I hope this video, I know it was quite long, but I hope it helped others, and I hope others can see why I believe Jesus is the actual Antichrist. If this, this video resonated with others, if this made sense to others, if they are able to do their own research and maybe go into prayer with merciful hashem our father is in who heaven and you come to a realization how does one get rid of these evil spirits on them the same way you got into it you repent and apologize to hashem because now you see now you know okay i suggest throwing out all your books with new testament in it all the prayer books praying in someone else's name and all the uh, amulets that represents that demonic realm and that demonic system throw it on the trash don't donate it because we're not supposed to give on to others which will put a stumbling block for them and cause them to sin we're not supposed to give or give away um uh idols and idol objects of idol worship okay next I suggest to others, and there's many links on my uh, what Marie Marie likes under that part of our website. Marie speaks God's grace. If you go to what Marie likes page, you click on there. There are many resources to find authentically Jewish, not Masonic, because that's same as Christianity. They pray in someone's name, and they be playing that uh, church company that keeps getting charged with pedophilia. You know. So don't listen to them. Hillsong, that's what it is. So I hope this video helped others. If this video resonated with you, please go to what Marie likes portion on our website, mariespeaksgodsgrace.live. There are a lot of authentically Jewish resources on there. I want to help others not go the Masonic route, not go the pagan and heathen route, and go and return straight to Hashem and Torah, where we were supposed to be from the very beginning. Amen. Blessed be his name. So, that being said, until next time, may Hashem keep you, may Hashem bless you, may we all be forever written in the book of life. Amen.